Welcome to the From the Ground Up podcast. I am your host, Sensei. If you like this podcast, make sure to stream it on Spotify, iTunes, and Zippy Stream. Thank you for all your support, and now let's start the show. Thank you, Nabil. Yeah, I know what we came here to do, man. <laughs> yeah. From the ground up. Well, young Sensei, that's my sis. I stay around her. Straight from Shotown, ain't no goofy. Can I clown her? The show come on the air, you turn the sound up. In the intro, like a ball, it got the bounce. Well, what you know about this hoop? Now you sign new and then go stupid. Hard work got me recruited. But you won in the gym and we was shooting. Uh, and what you know about this gang, though? Every Friday, what I say, that's what they came for. Black Queen had to hustle harder for the bankroll. Now who bring the trap and basketball into the same show? Trap, 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 trap. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest and greatest podcast from the ground up. It is your girl, Sensei, and I am back again with another episode. I know it's been a while since we've had an episode where it's just me. I've been doing interviews for the past couple episodes, but this particular time, it's just me. I wanted to come on here and talk to y'all about a few things that have been on my mind that have been currently going on in the NBA um, the NBA season has been crazy so far. There's been so many good players, plays, stories, teams. There's been not so good teams. There's just been all kinds of dramatics and antric, um, and theatrics going on at this particular moment. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right in. Now, I only have a couple topics this particular episode just because, um, I mean, like like I said, at the same time, there's a lot, there's a lot that has been going on, but at the same time, it's kind of been... Um, the same consistent story, so I don't want to um, bore y'all or keep pounding y'all with the same stories. But what I wanted to talk about first um, is Stephen Curry and this three-point record. Now, he's 10 threes away from passing Ray Allen as the all-time leader in three-pointers, made in about 780-something some, or games. I'm not sure the exact number, but I know it's 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 a crazy number considering the fact that it took Ray Allen twice the games to get to the record in the first place and Steph has pretty much cut that in half and then cut it in half again um so he's 10 threes away um the next game that they play is against the Philadelphia 76ers in Philly so he has an opportunity to break the record there or they play they also play against the Pacers as well so he has the opportunity to break it there I don't I think it's going to take him more than two games to break the record because Steph's average for threes a game is like at least four or five that he's going to make. Um, and that's probably on the off night. And on an off night where he's just going utterly ballistic and berserk, it could be a lot higher. Um, I think he ends up breaking the record probably when they play against Philly. I think that um, he's going to be in that weird space that great players kind of get in when they know that there's a record that they have the opportunity of breaking. And so it's going to be, he's going to kind of be in this weird space of like, I don't want to try too hard and like, you know, press on breaking this record. But at the same time, I do want to break this record. Um, And I think also with the teammates that that he has and just how cohesive the Warriors are as a team, they're going to try to give him that record. Like they're going to pass him. I mean, they all, obviously they always pass him the ball, but they're going to pass him the ball in in so many different ways and try to force feed that um, just because they want that moment to happen because they are that kind of team. Um, 
So I think I don't like I said I don't think it takes him two games to break the, more than two games to break the record. I think he tries to go for it in Philly. Um, if he doesn't get it in Philly, he'll definitely get it against the Pacers. But I just wanted to take this opportunity to understand so that people understand what we're witnessing is that this guy is literally the greatest shooter I've ever seen with my own two eyes. And I've witnessed, I've watched basketball for a very long time and I've seen a lot of great shooters. Um, as far as in the NBA, just shooters that I know personally, um, high school, college, like whatever, whatever level you name it, I've seen great shooters, but I've never seen a shooter on the trajectory of Stephen Curry. Like he is, he has completely changed the game in, in, in regards to the way that he shoots. Um, it's to the point where every player coming into the league now feels like they have to shoot from the logo. Like it has to be a part of your game at this particular point because he's made it so like he's made it so routine that. I mean, there's there's little kids that I see trying trying to um, cross half court and pull up from half court because of Steph Curry. So um, you know we gotta put some respect on this brother's name. Like he's he's an incredible force to be reckoned with for the NBA. Um, and just like I said, just for shooting. I mean, he does more than shooting. Like if you're if you're a true basketball head, you know he does more than shooting. But the main attribute that we talk about with Steph and we associate with Steph is shooting the ball and especially shooting the three pointer because, the, like I said, there's nobody better at doing that than him at this at particular moment. Um, but what I wanted, I brought this up for two reasons. I brought this up just to highlight, you know, that the fact that I think he's the greatest shooter of all time. But I also wanted to bring up because I saw this on ESPN the other day, which ESPN has been turning, has turned into a joke as far as reporting, but we'll get into that in an, um, on another episode on another day. But, um, I saw a, I don't know, it was a topic, it was an article, it was a topic where they were pretty much saying that is Stephen Curry closer to Michael Jordan than LeBron James. Here's what I want y'all to understand, Okay. Oftentimes when it comes to situations like these and, um, just players like these or when people, players go on um, runs or they have moments or, um, like I said, just, it's just situational in general. Um, we become prisoners of the moment. And that's fans, that's media, that's other players. That's just, I mean, all, around, all across the board. And what I mean by that is that when we see somebody doing something great, something greater than we we've, we've may have seen in the past, we always start to compare and contrast between past players and future players. Stephen Curry is great in his own right. Like he, like I said, he's the greatest shooter I've ever seen with my own two eyes. No, nothing or nobody can take that away from him. But when we start talking about the Michael Jordans, there has to be a separation. There has to be levels. Like and like me Mill said, there's levels to it. Like there has to be levels of where we rank players and in, in like the tier in which we rank players and the categories in which we put players. Stephen Curry is great in his own right. There is only two people that should be compared to Michael Jeffrey Jordan. That are those people are Kobe Bean Bryant and LeBron Ramon James. Other than outside of that, there should be no other comparison to Michael Jordan. Like I said, Steph is great in his own right. Steph is great at what he does. He's revolutionized the game. So I mean, I guess if you want to say in that particular um, particular juncture or particular category that he has revolutionized the game, just like Michael Jordan did, then that I'll give you. But skill-wise, like if we match skill, Michael Jordan's skill to Steph Curry's skill, there's no conversation. There's no competition. There's nothing nothing further to discuss. Steph is not on a all-around player greatness level, in my personal opinion. Steph is a position player. He's a, um, he's like I said, he's great at a specific thing, and that is shooting the basketball. Steph's not an, ex- an excellent passer. Steph's not a 
you know, orchestrator of an offense. Steph not Steph is not somebody that can play one through five or that can guard one through five. Steph is not is not um you know a defender like he's more so used to my like he's he's more so when it comes to defense he's more so a guy that they put um there's a particular defense called Rover and basically what Rover is is where you have um four players that are matched up one on one and one one player that's kind of just plays in the middle and they just kind of run around and help trap on either side. Steph is that kind of guy. Like, you can't put Steph on somebody and be like, all right, Steph, I want you to lock so-and-so down. Like, he's not going to do that. Like, it's it's been it's been proven plenty of times where Steph has been exposed on defense. So we can't put him in that same category that same category with Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan was more than just a scorer. He was more he was a playmaker. He was also a lockdown defender. Like, Jordan made a all-defensive, nine all-defensive team nine times. Like, so it's like he was more than just – one dimensional and I hate to say that even that Steph is one dimensional because I feel like there's a lot of things that Steph does well does does good not does well let me rephrase that there's a lot of things that Steph does good but he there's one thing that he does particularly well and that's shooting the basketball when it comes to LeBron James and Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan they did everything well there was no weakness in their game whatsoever there you had to be you had to get up and be ready for every facet of their game every single night you have to do that for stuff you have to worry about this one thing but it's just that he's so good at that one thing that even if you hone in on that he still can be able to burn you in, in so many different ways just because he's that great of of an offensive threat but when it comes to comparing him to like the greats the 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 top fives the the all times he ain't there I'm sorry he isn't it, it just is what it is that's not to take away from Steph's, Steph's greatness that's not to say that he's not a future hall of famer that's not to say that um he's still not the one of the greatest shooters that I've ever seen of all time um all time because he definitely is it's just the simple fact that he's not in that class with the Jordans and the Kobe's and the Michael Jordans. I'm sorry, he's not. And I just hate that every time some we get a player in the NBA that does a particular thing well, it's always, well, is he closer to Michael Jordan than such and such? Or is he close to Michael Jordan because of this? Or could he be the next Michael Jordan? Is he better than Michael Jordan? No. No. No and no. Like, let's stop. Let's pause. Let's pump the brakes. We have to stop being prisoners of the moment. We have to look at everything in, in its totality. When it goes down in history and stuff is done and he hangs up he hangs up his jersey and he ties his shoes and puts them over the, the power line, he's gonna be a top ten player all time. Without without a doubt. I I wouldn't doubt that. I wouldn't I, I don't think anybody would argue that. But when it comes to that top five or even that top three, that's when it gets shaky. That's when it gets different. That's when we really started we gotta start looking at Everything, not just with eye tests, with stats, with, I mean, just with everything. We have to consider everything. It ain't just one category when it when it comes to that top five or that top three. And me personally, Steph is not gonna be there. I'm sorry, he's just not. Like he, there's there has to be more facets to, to, to Steph's game than just what it is currently constructed. Like I said, that doesn't take away from his greatness. That's not to say that he's not a great player. He's a Hall of Famer. He's all of those things. Steph could retire right now and still be a Hall of Famer. That's how incredible this guy is. But when it comes to top three, it, it, it hit different. It's a, it's a, it's a, I can't even say a smidge different. It's a, a wide gap. And that's why most people's top three, even if they hate Bron, most people got Bron in their top three. And then it's Jordan and it's Kobe. Wherever you have the rankings, whatever have you, however you have the order, it's honestly, it's subjective. But 
that's just what it is. And like I said, we have to really have to start thinking long and hard about um, these players and like what they're doing, what they're doing as they're currently constructed. Like we have to really start considering more than just one thing. And I just feel like with when somebody's on fire, we just automatically just throw them in, in the gauntlet and say, okay, well, you're top five. I'm like, no, that's, that's not how it works. That's not how it should work. Um, most basketball, true basketball fans, know that um but you know in this day and age with social media it's 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 just everything is just different but like i said that's another story for another day but i'm excited to see steph break the record um i like watching steph play i think i said i think he's he's an incredible player great shooter great guy all of those things but let's you know make sure we put everything in perspective but moving on um i wanted to talk about this whole damian lillard in portland situation this situation is it gets crazier by the day, um, because on one foot in one hand we got Dane saying he wants to stay in Portland, he wants to fix Portland's issues, he's loyal, he's you know he's gonna stay with the grind, he doesn't want to run from the grind, et cetera, et cetera. But on the other hand, we see how Portland is playing currently, and it's not good. They're not, um, they don't even have a winning record. They're not even at five hundred at this particular moment, um. And it just doesn't seem like that team is on the same page. It just kind of seems like Dame is still trying to figure a lot of things out. Um, it looks like they need to either rebuild or try to bring somebody else in. But then the problem with that is nobody wants to come to Portland. So I feel like Dame is in a rock and a hard place. Um, I think that he wants to be traded. I think he wants to leave Portland, but he doesn't want to be the one to say, like, out, he doesn't want to do a Ben Simmons, basically, I guess, in, in so many words. Like, he doesn't want to come out and say, I want to be traded or I need to be traded or, you know, this isn't going to work. I don't want to be here anymore. Like, he doesn't want to do that. Um, <coughs> excuse me. You know, Dame is, um, Dame is a realist. Dame is one of those people that, you know, he takes his pride and his character very serious, which is understandable. But at the same time, you got to be honest with yourself and be honest with other people, especially when you when it comes to doing business. And at the end of the day, Dame doesn't want to be in Portland anymore. And I think he kind of sees the writing on the wall and understands that um, the situation in Portland is just, it's just not going to work anymore. It's not going to be what he thinks it's going to be. Like, they're not going to win a championship the way that their team is constructed right now. And they're not going to get any big free agent signings to come to Portland. So it either, it's either he leaves or he stays there and just bees, um, pretty much bees a Charles Barkley and, you know, stays with that team and doesn't want to ring. He probably still goes, um, goes down as one of the greatest players to ever play. He probably still gets, um, inducted into the hall of fame without a doubt, but he just, pretty much cost up the championship because he's not winning a championship in Portland. Let's just keep it all the way solid. Um, I think that Dame wants Portland to trade him instead of him having to come out and say that he wants to leave Portland because he's he's been so uh, forthcoming as far as like wanting to stay in Portland and wanting to be the guy in Portland and wanting to not run from the ground and, and, and win it the, the quote-unquote Kobe way, even though Kobe had help. But again, that's another story for another day. Um, so he doesn't want to come out, he doesn't want to basically, um, go behind that and say, well, actually I changed my mind. I do want to be traded. Like he doesn't want to be looked at that, uh, looked at as one of those guys. Um, and I get that, but at the same time, it's like, you gotta be like, again, like I said in the beginning, you gotta be honest with yourself and honest with other people, especially when it comes to doing business. 
if you change your mind, you change your mind. Like you're a grown man, can't nobody whoop your ass for changing your mind. Like that, it. We all change our minds. We're all adults in the, at the end of the day. So it's okay if you change your mind and say, you know what, I now I realize that this isn't gonna work. I actually want to do something else. That's fine, but I don't think Dame is ready for that criticism. Um, or I don't know if it's, or maybe it's not that he's not ready for it. Maybe he just doesn't want to deal with that criticism because at the end of the day, no matter what, um, if a player demands a trade, there's always going to be criticism no matter how it goes. No matter what the situation is, there's always going to be critics that say, oh, you're supposed to stick it out. Oh, you know what I'm saying? That's not, that's not the Jordan way and that's not the Kobe way and that's not the this, that, and the third. But what people don't realize about both of those situations when it comes to Kobe and Jordan is that both of those guys were disgruntled at, at some point. Both of, those, both of those guys were unhappy at some point. Both of those guys wanted to be traded at some point. The difference is, is they had franchises that said, okay, we would rather not lose you and go out and get what you feel like you you need for us to go get to for in order for in order for us to be successful or to be champions. So we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and bite that bullet and pretty much do whatever you say. They did that. They were champions. That is the difference. A team like Portland, they're not gonna do that. They're baking baking pretty pretty much everything off of Damon Damian Lillard and the fact that he said that he doesn't want to leave. And what they don't realize is that Dame is. Dame was a dog. Dame wants to win. Dame wants to be wants to be able to sit at that table with the KDs and the Stephen Currys and, and and show off of, show off some jewelry. He wants to be like he's a prideful dude. Like he wants to have that backing of, you know, what I'm saying you can't just say that I was a great player. You got to say that I'm a winner also and as well. And right now he can't do that. And that is I feel like it's eating up eating him up inside. I don't know Dame personally. Obviously this is just all all observation, but. Just knowing the kind of guy that Dame is or um, that Dame has presented, at least presented himself to be, I know him not winning and not being able to get over the hump that is, you know, not being able to beat Steph, basically, um, it's bothering him. I know that eats at him. And I know, I think he realizes, like I said, he's not going to be able to do that and accomplish that in Portland. He just doesn't want to be the one to come out and say, I want to leave Portland. He would rather for Portland to just trade him because and the reason why I've come to this conclusion is that he's asking for an unrealistic contract that they that he knows Portland is not going to give them, give him. So that it's pretty much putting them in a position where they have to, where he, you know what I'm saying, he's like forcing their hand almost to say, okay, so I know you're not going to give me this contract, so now you got to trade me. It's just, honestly, it's, it's just a big mess at the end of the day, and both sides needs to part ways. Um, Portland needs to go ahead and move on and rebuild, and Dame needs to go somewhere where he can contend for a championship. It's just, that's that's where they're at. They're at the crossroads right now, and both sides are kind of like trying to throw rocks and hide their hand um, and still try to make it seem like they want to make it work, but they both, both sides know that it's, it's not going to work. It's it's the, end of the, it's the end of the end. Like, it's it's over with. Um, CJ McCollum is, is now out for a God knows how long. Um, and you know, speedy recovery to CJ McCollum because he he had a lung collapse, which is that's not good at all. So I, you know, what I'm saying I'm hope, definitely hoping the best for him. But that happening on top of you know, what I'm saying Portland already struggling, like it's it's gonna come to a head pretty much, and they're gonna have to make um both sides are gonna have to make some tough decisions, and so it'll be interesting interesting to see what happens. Um, if I am Dame though, and I do want to get your well I know he wants to get traded but he just ain't going to made it right now but if I am Dame um and the trading the possibility of being traded is on the table I would 
tried to push for at least um, either Philly um, or Minnesota um, or even the Rockets, maybe. The Rockets could be a sleeper team um, in the Damian Lillard sweepstakes. Um, the Lakers, obviously, um, I'm not sure how they would pull that off, but I'm, I'm sure Rob, Rob Kalinka could find a way. Um, what will be another team? Somebody said Golden State, but that's not, that's impossible. Like, there's, there's no way that they, like, come on now, let's, let's not even, let's not even do that. Um, or the Celtics. Celtics could could be another sleeper team for Dame. Um, I think that would be interesting if he goes to um, the Celtics with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, um, because I think they the Celtics are gonna get Marcus Smart Marcus Smart about it air, especially after his comments at the beginning of the season. And they've been struggling; they haven't been playing all that well either. Um, so they could they definitely have the draft picks. They definitely have the players to send like a nice little package to Portland for Dame. <coughs> um. Excuse me again. Um, also, and as well, um, with the first team that I said, Philly, I think um, Philly would make the most sense. I think Philly would be a sure shot where he could contend, definitely contend for a championship because of pairing him with Joel Embiid, and especially if they're able to keep. <coughs> Sorry, I don't know where this cough is coming from, but if they're able to keep. Um, a shooter like Seth Curry, um, Tobias Harris, and a couple of the young guys that they have right now. Um, if they're able to keep a, at least a good core of their role players together, as long as well as Joel Embiid and Damian Lillard, um, I think that his that's his best short shot of winning a championship outside of going to like the Lakers. Um, and I think I said Minnesota. Minnesota also in as well, just because they got Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards. I think. Pairing him, pairing those two with Dame, especially as well as as much of a scorer, just as much as a, uh, of a dog that Dame is, and having Patrick Beverly there as well, I think that that could be really scary for a lot of teams. Um, and then the Rockets because they are a young team, but I think I don't think the Rockets are gonna be in play for Dame just because, like I said, they are a young team, and he's not trying to be a part of a rebuild. Like he's trying to contend. Like Dame is not in a, in a position of, of his career where he could sacrifice a couple years trying to help some young guys rebuild. Um, and then of course the Lakers, Bron, AD, like LA, he's still close to home, which he's from Oakland, so that that also you know that also helps. Um. And I mean, why not help Brian with another one? I mean, I'm I'm pushing for that the most, but you know, I'm also realistic, so I know that that's probably <laughs> more than likely not gonna happen. But you know, it doesn't hurt to try. Um, and then, like I said, the Celt with the, the same thing with the Celtics, like they with Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, in the Eastern Conference. Um, there's the I mean, the Eastern Conference is loaded right now. Like the the pendulum has has swung so much. Um, as far as like the competition level because it used to be like the West was always better than the East. But right now the East is just a dog fight with every single team. Like it's just, it's just crazy how the momentum has swung with, um, with, with the conferences, like the, the West is kind of everybody on the West is kind of other than the Warriors are trying to figure things out. But on the East, it's, it's crazy. It's just a, it's a toss up. Anybody could come out of the East at this point. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, Dame, weigh your options, man. Like, don't, you know, I know you, 
you know, are big on not running from the grind and trying to get it, you know, get it out the mud and get it the honest way. But that's not today's NBA, unfortunately. I'm sorry. Like, it's not, it's not the Kobe era NBA. It's not the Jordan era NBA. Like, everybody's teaming up. Everybody's playing together. And so that's just what it is. And if you want to win, you got to do that same thing, too. Um, I know you don't want to, but it just is what it is. It's going to be what it's going to be. So might as well just jump on the train and um, pick, you know, <laughs> pick the best uh, pick the best option and, and go from there and see what you can do because it ain't going to happen for you in Portland, big dog. And I want I want to see Dame win the championship because I'm a Dame fan. I like Dame. I like watching Dame play. Um, and I just like his, his personality, his mentality. I like all of that. Um, but... Yeah, he ain't, he ain't going, it's not going to get done in Cleveland. Not in Cleveland, I'm sorry, I don't know where Cleveland came from, but not in Portland. Um, last but not least, there is rumors that Kyrie may return soon. Um, I guess there is a new vaccine that is vegan, I believe, if I saw this, if I read this correctly. Um, so I guess that he, that's piqued his interest. I'm not sure if I'm all the way buying that, because I'm not sure how you make a vaccine vegan, but... Hey, I mean, if he does, if that is the case, um, from what I was reading, then they were saying that he, there's a possibility that he will return. Um, I'm not all the way sure about that. I'm not sure I'm buying that all the way. Um, I do feel like, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm kind of confused about this whole Kyrie thing, honestly and truly. Like, I respect Kyrie's decision for, you know, pretty much saying, like, you're not going to force me to do something I don't want to do. I'm not anti-vax. I'm not pro-vax. I'm just kind of like, whatever you feel is best for you, that's, I'm pro-that, basically. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, I just don't feel like Kyrie is that invested mentally in basketball the way that he once was. And I've said this before, I, um, previously when I talked about Kyrie this year and I'll, I'll keep reiterating that I don't think he I think he still loves basketball but not in the same way that he once did I think that there's something there was some there was some kind of life-changing event that has happened in Kyrie's life that um, he has come to the realization that basketball is a great thing and that's something that he loves but it's not the only thing it's not the end-all be-all and when you're in the NBA, it's kind of like, and, and you are as, as talented as Ky, as Kyrie is, like, it's kind of hard to have that mentality for the simple fact that you're so talented. So the expectation is going to be through the roof because we've seen what you've been, what you're capable of as, in your greatest moments. Like we've seen you rise to the occasion. So that's going to always be the standard and the expectation is for you to be that guy. And if you're mentally not in that space, you're not going to perform that way. Um, and I'm not sure Kyrie is the kind of guy that's going to be able to take that kind of criticism, especially mentally. Um, I feel like Kyrie, I don't want to say mentally fragile because I feel like that's insensitive. I just feel like that Kyrie is on a different mental, and is in a different mental space than the average NBA player in this particular, jun particular juncture in his life. Um, like I said, I just feel like he's found so many things that, so many other things that fulfill his purpose or fulfill him as a person, um, and they're outside of basketball. So I think he's okay with not playing basketball, myself personally. Um, a lot of people seem to think that he's itching to get back. I'm not sure that that's the case. Um, but again, I don't know, I don't know Kyrie personally, so I can't say he, either, um, here or there, but 
Um, if he does return, I, obviously it makes things interest, more interesting for in the East, uh, makes things more interesting for Brooklyn. Um, but also it's like, if he returns, how exactly do they handle that? Um, you know, are they sure that he's going to stay? Like, is it going to be a situation where he's going to need another mental break? Like, it's just, there's just so many what ifs and so many questions when it comes to Kyrie Irving. So I don't think it's, it's as simple as him getting a vegan vaccine, quote unquote, even if that, given if that's a real thing, I still don't even know if that's a real thing. Cause that don't make a whole lot of sense to me, but Again, you know what I'm saying? It's it's just one of those things. I feel like the media may be reaching for straws with this particular uh, particular topic. But, I mean, hey, if if that's something that they have found, Kyrie for surely probably has the money. For, I can't even say probably. For surely has the money for it. Kyrie's rich enough where... Because you're you going to have to be rich to get a vegan vaccine. Let's just keep it all the way... Let's keep it all the way solid. So, um, Kyrie would definitely have the money for that. But I'm, I'm not all the way sure that he would still be that eager to return. Especially just how everything has went. Um, but I mean, we'll see, honestly, um, who ain't no telling either way. Um, but that'll wrap up this week's episode. Like I said, I just got a couple topics that I wanted to get off, um, and kind of lay on you guys. Um, I just want to say that before we wrap up, thank you for all the support and all the love. Uh, got a couple things coming up, coming down the pipeline. So y'all make sure y'all stay tuned for that. Shout out to my ASAP network family. Cause we got some, we got some incredible things coming soon. So y'all make sure again, y'all be on the lookout for that. Um, and that wraps it up for me. Make sure y'all tune in every Friday to from the ground up and yeah, man, that's it. It's your girl Sensei and I'm out this thing.